1: Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io.
0: So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. Good day, everybody! That sounds a little better. I don't know. No. You ever get on a phone call, folks? get on a phone call and the first thing that happens is your voice cracks and you sound like you're 12 years old again, going through puberty? That's me. I'm going through puberty in my early 50s. What can I say? <laughs> maybe I'm aging backwards. It's good to see everybody again. How you been keeping? Uh, my wife asked me a question this morning. It was funny. She asked me the question that I think a lot of men don't like being asked, but maybe I'm wrong. I think a lot of women love it, but maybe I'm wrong. Here, you tell me. The question she asked me was this how are you liking your job Daryl? Like, I know you're doing it and I know you talk about it and you seem like you're, you know, you're making good progress, but I haven't really asked you, you've been there a few months now, how are you liking your job? How are you liking your job? And I'm like, oh, I hate this question because you know, no one job is perfect. No one job is perfect. Um, and I told her, by the way, I said, I'm, I'm really liking it, but I said, it's lots of little victories. And I said, ask me again in six months when all those little victories add up to big victories. Sales is kind of the same way. You're going to put in lots of little victories little wins before you can finally say oh my gosh i've got it figured out i've got a sequence i've got messaging i've got technique i got time blocking i know my core solution sufficiently i know my icp i know my personas i'm there all those little victories have aggregated and accumulated and now i'm having fun and i'm kicking ass and i'm i'm just enjoying my job but before then it's always hard it's always hard so that's the first part of the story i want to share with you and and the first part is going to completely be at odds with the second part but then i'll bring them all together so indulge me if you will the second part of the story was Minutes before she had sat down beside me as I was having my morning coffee to ask me that question and pretend that we were husband and wife and we still loved each other after 30 plus years of marriage and we still talk. I was reading the news. I'm mean, a news junkie. I love reading news. Give me a coffee in the morning. Give me my favorite news feeds. Best way to wake up. And I was reading this interesting side story. I don't know where the hell I saw it on. Um, anyway, it was the whole story of why do men generally have no friends? That's the gist of it. Why do men have no friends? Women have friends, right? And we used to joke that I made friends when my wife would schedule a play date for me with her girlfriend's husbands, who of course I didn't know them. And and there's a lot of truth in that. Men often don't have you know one or more best f- friends you know we tend we tend to be alone more in our older age it's just a societal thing it's a cultural thing call it what you will so why does this matter with the first part how do these come together let me connect the dots for you one of the reasons men don't have friends according to this new book that was that was being reviewed that i was reading on was because we don't actually make a priority of doing outreach so i may see a fellow whom i know and i mean and i see them hey john how you doing it's been a long time brother how's the family how's the job that's great how's that new boat you like it awesome good stuff okay hey what about the latest sports team scores isn't that something cool and then we leave and i never ever talked to john again i never talked to him Never, until three years later when I run into them again at the local hardware store. Um, whereas women are constantly doing outreach. Which brings me back to my first part of my story. How do I like my job? My job is going well because I'm intentionally doing outreach. To get to know all the key stakeholders. To get to know all the key people. And what you see here is these two disparate stories always result in a positive outcome when we are proactively doing outreach but if we are not proactively doing outreach then it's a negative outcome and that's how i'm segueing back into sales for sales to work you need to have an outreach system you need to know how to do it, to connect with your audience, to connect with your ICP, to connect with your internal uh, experts on your solution offering, so that you can be successful and represent the benefits of your offering, and you can compel them to connect with you. Yet, we suck at doing outreach. So who's the guy to talk to on how to do outreach? And that, everybody, is Thibault Now, Thibault is the CEO and founder of Sales Labs. You, if you don't know that name, I don't know if you've been hiding under a rock, but check it out. Uh, you may know him as the host of the B2B sales podcast. So that's another killer uh, uh, platform you should listen to because he's gonna teach you a whole bunch of really, really smart stuff. But one of the things that Thibault is really good at is training and coaching tech sales teams to start more conversations and close bigger deals faster. And he does that with his, what he calls his new outreach system. And uh, what I love about his stats, his latest and greatest stats, are he claims a 38% reply rate and a 27% meeting rate. Now I don't know about you, but that sounds compelling to me. So I'm hoping that Tevo can teach me something today about outreach as it applies to sales. And then what I think I should do is apply that same technique so i can have more friends so i'm not alone when i get older
1: so with that all said Thibo welcome to the show my friend thanks for having me Daryl that, that was a great story and uh eye-opening because i can tell you i'm good at outreach professionally but i got two friends and it's been like a year <laughs> i didn't see them and it's so hard yep. because you know I, I mean i'm reaching out all day long But when i want to go and talk to my friends i'm just like i'm tired of doing it i don't have my crm i don't have anything so it's hard to build these relationships so i'm 31 but i'm already kind of not lonely but i actually like that and my wife as you said like she's just always reaching out to people it's just like in her nature so that was a really (laughs) a really good story it's it's so true right and i'm the same way my wife she (laughs) So when
0: when I finish my day, she looks at me. Of course, now you know we've been apart all day because you know I'm in my office. I do a lot of production work, like like this podcast, and um, and I talk to a lot of people because it's all outreach. Um, and so when I get when I'm done and I sit down, she looks at me. She goes, "You're you're tired of peopling, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yes, I don't want to talk to any people anywhere. I'm done." And she goes, does that include me? And I'm like, honey, I love you, but can I have like half an hour to just not talk to anything and do nothing? Uh, so she's gotten much better over the years to understand how to read B. Um, but it's, it's hard. Outreach is hard. It's exhausting. And, and it's even more exhausting when we go through the process of outreach and it's not successful. It can suck the life out of us. It can make us second guess ourselves. We can feel deject it and reject it. And that may cause us to evaluate our career path, meaning we think that we are failures, it can affect our mental health so much, simply because we're just not doing outreach optimally. So my friend today, you were going to teach us how to do outreach. And before I get much further, I do want to tell everybody that if you want to learn more about people, he's on LinkedIn, of course, he, you know, uh we will provide it in the show notes uh he you can also find him on twitter so there so that's awesome but the easiest way honestly if you don't want to go to linkedin or you're not sure how to spell his name and we'll spell it for you but he's got a wonderfully exotic spelling name probably you know it's probably fine for him but for us anglophones are like this european name i don't know i don't know how to there's extra vowels in there um <laughs> sales labs sales all right. So check it out. And I love one of the things, the marketer in me loves his website. Cause one of the things he says is my students are working at, and he's like Shopify, Hootsuite, HubSpot, Chargebee, you know, the list goes on. So he's got a great story. He understands messaging. Thebo, where do we start when it comes to outreach? What do we need? What are we doing wrong? Where do we start? You've been working on a system. What can you share with us? I don't know where to start. I'll let you just go wherever you want
1: to go. Sure. sure. So if you want, we can narrow down a bit on messaging. Um, so wh- what I found is is that cold outreach is is widely misunderstood by most people. Um, and it's crazy because, you know, every day I train people on that. For me, it's like I always get the impression when I'm doing training that I'm telling people, don't forget to breathe. Otherwise, you won't actually, you know, you won't survive. You know, just make sure you actually breathe air so you keep going. And it just sounds so natural to me, but it's not to most people because they're not every day thinking about it and everything. And one big problem I found with cold messaging is that people just really don't know about the goals, the metrics, like what matters for the people they're reaching out to. And so there's, you know, tons of different things that are really important. But the first one is, Nailing your ideal customer profile, meaning understanding what type of companies you want to reach out to and who are the individuals you want to reach out to inside of these companies. And so that's the first step that people often don't really understand. And what I found is once they get it, they just go and then they start pitching or they assume stuff, but they don't really have a process to understand what are these people caring about. And if you let me, I can tell you like really quickly what is the process that I think works well.
0: You're you I mean thirty eight percent reply rate, twenty seven percent meeting rate. I think we want to hear the process.
1: Yeah, so the process is really simple. Once you know, for example, that you want to talk to a VP of sales of a SaaS company that is based, I don't know, in the US and has a twenty plus sales reps, you could say, the idea is that you want to understand, you know, what is this VP of sales uh, caring about. So, what is the metric? that you know the one metric that matters we call that that they really care about and often you know when you're head of sales or vp of sales what you matter you know it's just like the sales you're doing and so once it's done the metric what is the goal you have which is like do you have to exceed the goal meet the goal do you have to reduce you know if you're a cfo you all these kind of things and once you have an idea of the metric and the goal you need to understand what are the initiatives. To reach this goal so if you are a vp of sales you will typically work on maybe hiring more people training them to make sure that you get them to actually reach targets or sell more you're going to hire you work maybe on the pricing on different things and once you have an idea of what are the is these initiatives you can start thinking about what are the typical problems so hiring people for example there's tons of different problems that are related to that and if you are selling a solution that solves this problem that's what you can actually attack with when in your outreach And once this is done, we have a problem. The very big problem we have, I mean, the problem with problem, is that they are too generic. You know, you say, oh, you're having issues reaching your targets. So what I love to do is to act like a doctor and find what are the symptoms. So if you are trying to reach your targets and the problem you have is, um, you know, you don't have a key account executive team. You know, typically what you're going to have is long sales cycles, you know, over, over 12 months. You're going to have uh, what we call the U-shaped pipeline. A lot of opportunities in stage one, a lot in stage five, nothing in between. And then your forecasting sucks. And then you're going to have all these things that are extremely precise, that are symptoms that you're going to be able to use in your messaging. So people, when they read that, they're like, oh, this person gets what I'm going through. And when you go into this level from saying oh, okay, I sell this to actually, this is the problem, this is the symptom, you're gonna get, you're gonna be able to actually catch the attention of your prospects and get a lot more replies.
0: All right, so I was typing like a madman. Let me see if I can recap what you just said here. Correct me if I got it wrong. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you said, uh, you know, step one, you have to name and understand your ideal customer profile. Mm-hmm. So we grouped that as being both the market maybe high tech companies, SaaS in the U S as well as your, what a marketer would say a persona, which is like the VP of sales. Yeah. So from that, the, he said the following, I think six things. And I love, I love the progression. And that's the word I want to emphasize here. If you didn't catch it, there was a natural progression. So we'll progress. Here we go. What is the one metric that matters to your target persona? Your head of sales. What is the goal related to that metric? What is the initiative required to achieve that goal? What are the problems related to that initiative? And then you talk about the problem with problems is that they're too generic. So you have to act like a doctor to uncover the specific symptoms. And then you use the symptoms in your messaging. How'd I do? Perfect. That was great. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we've talked about this before. So here's my question for you, for you, Thiebo. You know, this is, elements of this are not necessarily new. You know, we've talked over and over again about understanding your ideal customer profile. We've talked mm-hmm. about understanding your target persona. We've talked about doing qualification and or discovery, which really means not just asking one question, but drilling down why, 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 because you're trying to get to the root cause of symptoms. We've talked about this on this show over and over again. I know you have on your show as well, but here we are saying, this is what you need to do for the system to work. So I guess I have a philosophical question for you. This system seems so solid, but it seems like we should already be doing this.
1: Why are we not already doing this? Great question. Very philosophical question. So I think we're not doing this because it's complicated. It's, it's actually uh, challenging work to do that. You know, you have to put yourself in the shoes of someone else And I mean, I don't know about you, but I personally love being with myself, thinking about my thoughts, about me, thinking about how I feel and everything. I just got a kid. So now I'm starting to think about my kid and everything, but I just don't care about the rest of the world. Like, you know, we all are typically. And so putting yourself in the shoes of other people is just really a tough exercise. And what I found is that um, we know the idea, you know, get on that clear ICP, find their problems, but there's no kind of tactical framework to understand how to do that. And so if you look, uh, if you're an SDR, an account executive, and you have to do some outreach and you go to your company, they will tell you about the company. They'll tell about the industry, maybe a bit the problems they're solving, but most people don't even know about that. And so that that's, I think, the main reason. And, one thing, I know you're a marketer, so maybe you're going to hate, hate me for that. But if you look at any website from any kind of SaaS tech or whatever, you never understand what they're doing or you never understand like what is the problem they're solving. They just talk about right their stuff, you know. It's like yeah. we do more of this. We you know, like uh, we make the world a better place. But how do you do it and, and what's the problem you're solving? So um, Skip Miller, my partner and mentor, always talks about that, which is the away language. Where instead of talking about the positives, we talk about, uh, you know, like, you know, the negatives and the problem avoidance. And so that's the thing is the, the mindset we have is not really about understanding problems and leading with that. But when you're in sales, you're just hunting for problems constantly. So then let's walk through. So this is the framework. And, and
0: actually, what I was going to ask you is, you know, what's the best way? Can I do this on my own? Should I partner with someone like yourself? Um... Shouldn't my sales leadership give me this information or my sales enablement team, if I have one on staff, give me all these wonderful answers. Do I have to figure this out myself? That was, I, so I have lots of questions for you on that front. Um, yeah. So start anywhere. I just threw like three different questions at mm-hmm. you. Do I need to figure this out on my own or will my sales leadership give this to me or will my sales enablement team would give this to me. And if they are giving it to me, should I assume they're right? um like like what like where do i get this answers that's the question how do i implement this framework said another way
1: yeah do we have a lot of people
0: listening to this show we do we do have a lot of people we're we're almost at episode
1: number 200 and uh yeah we have we're, we're pretty okay. happy with our, with our crowd. i'm asking because i'm about to say something that a lot of people may not like but i have well a good done. friend this is the
0: show do oh. it brother bring it
1: I have a good friend who's in sales and he told me about this thing called deal desk where you go and when you have a deal, you have to ask people to go and basically allow you to send an offer. And for me, I'm like, I don't know what's, you know, what went wrong to go in this direction. But, you know, I can understand that in certain companies, you want to make sure you're not selling this that I'm not working. But I find that it's one of these functions that are, you know, like just like a huge bottleneck to actually selling. And uh, what I found is in most companies, sales enablement is exactly the same. It's a huge bottleneck to training because people in sales enablement are really proud of their onboarding plan, what they've done and here and there. And they're just really close to actually getting anything outside, anything from the outside because they believe they know everything. And so the problem with that is that when you're doing sales enablement, you have to do onboarding training for SDR, training for LinkedIn, training for tons of different things. And there are people who have a niche. know a lot about this niche and don't know about anything else for me if you ask me uh, tips on cold calling i i'm zero i just don't know how to call call i know one specific thing but all the rest i don't so i'm really happy to you know talk about this and so if you really rely on your leadership enablement and all these things typically uh, having the perfect match so they will actually be open to that and have the money would be quite challenging so some companies do I have companies I've been working with that are really good at training their team, really open about other methodologies. But in most cases, it's pretty challenging and they will give you like a very kind of generic training on their product, you know, why it's cool and, and all this. But they will not go into this flow we did: What is the problem? What are the goals and metrics and all these things? So I would say do it yourself if you can. And, uh, you know, that's why I've done the system. Like, uh, that's why I've done an online course, so people can do it themselves at a reasonable price.
0: Okay, so there's so much to unpack here. <laughs> I See, this is, the, this is what I love about the show, folks. Uh, and when I talk to all my guests, like, you know, Thebo and I were talking before we started recording, and I, I, said, I said this to every single one. I said, it's unscripted. The conversation, we can go off on tangents. I'm about to go off on a tangent. <laughs> I love what he just said about sales enablement. He is so right. And I built sales enablement teams and he's still right. Even though we know it now, this is when I built my teams, this is how I looked at sales enablement. And, and this is a good conversation for sales reps to understand. You just heard what Thibo said about his experience with most sales enablement teams. Um, when I built my team, my most recent team when I was the chief revenue officer at VanillaSoft, was, I said I needed a good onboarding process that, you know, we took it from like two days to a month that tells you something because two days was not enough. So, uh, that's the first part, right? And there's a lot of content and training and certifications and quality control. Onboarding is really, really important. Um, and then I use them quite often in partnership with the RevOps team to make sure that the reps are following the right processes. You know, this is how you update the CRM and this is the flow and this is how you do forecasting. And what do you mean you've not up in revised all your you know, uh, target close dates because we have to have an executive meeting shortly and we ought to make sure that the weighted forecast is representative of what's reality, et cetera. <clears throat> a lot of the sales name were like, this is how you use the tool, right? This is how you use gong or chorus, et cetera. This is how you use vanilla soft or outreach or sales loft, et cetera. But they rarely had the skills to teach them to people's point. This is how you do a cold call. Or this is how you you know do a discovery session and so when i built my team i factored into my budget a recurring roster of x ex, of experts that i had on retainer that would mm-hmm. come in on a regular scheduled cadence to physically talk to the teams about specific skills all right so we had the linkedin social selling expert we had the cold calling expert etc and they would come in and do periodic updates typically once a month because i you don't want to overwhelm the reps with too much training. So, you know, maybe one and from the reps, one of you might be training once a week, but I might've had four experts on four different skills and they would every mm-hmm. once a month do a refresher course or hear something new or what have you. Cause those are sales skills. Those are sales skills. Now. So if you're wondering if you're expecting sales and won't do this to you, they're a resource. That's all I'm saying. People said it best. He said, it's up to you to figure it out. And that's one of the reasons he offers a course and he's got his capabilities and his services so let's talk about that people let's talk about the course you offer and i want to be clear folks i'm not doing this to plug his course because if you're a longtime listener of the show you've heard me say over and over and over again that you need to invest in your own skills development If you're expecting your employer to do it and you're not investing because you're too damn cheap, then you will not be successful. Now, if your employer does reimburse you or bring in this train, that's a bonus. But just like a photographer has to buy his own camera and a carpenter has to buy his own tools, you need to buy your own knowledge, your own best practices, your own... tools for you to be successful. You need to accept that a part of your compensation is gonna go reinvest it back into yourself. So I love when I get proven systems and frameworks and courses that will help me achieve my goal 10 times faster because they've already gone through the mistakes and they figured it out. And they said, just follow these steps and we will hold your hand and we will get you there as opposed to you being a cheap SOB and taking a year and then missing out on commission and then what have you. So talk to me about your course. How does it work? How does a rep know if they're, if your course is right for them? Why your course versus somebody else's course? So what's your unique selling proposition? How's
1: that, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So go for it sure so i mean i have i have for for reps who are you know let's say not really helped you know with training budgets that are you know in thousands or whatever i have two courses i have a course which which is called the new outreach system which is really a course to to help you understand how you build a sequence what you say in the messages you know how you have your icp and really kind of the overall system of building a routine for prospecting so if you don't really have if you really have nothing You can actually start with that. Then if you've done this, you should actually get already some pretty good reply rates. But then another one is when I'm launching on Friday, which is called, I mean, we're like the 12th of July. So on the 15th of July, it's been launching or launched if you're listening. And the idea of this course is really to write the messages you have in here. And the way I've done it, it's very simple. It's a low production value. So i charge it like the first one is 149 euro and the second one is 99 euro. And as you know, there's always bundles on my websites and discounts and everything. So just, you know, do a bit of digging. And the idea is that it's not just a video course where I talk about concepts. I really talk about the concepts and then there's a notion. Uh, dashboard or like a notion, just like it's kind of a super yep. powerful uh, Excel, and then you follow the you know resources on Notion, you know, along with the course. So I tell you, okay, this is how you do your ICP, this is what matters. Now, do it with me. Here's an example, here's how you do it, and you go and you progress. and You talked about this progression, and basically, what we're building in the cold message system is a huge kind of table where you're gonna have your ICP and all their problem messages, goals, all these things. But you won't actually have a huge overwhelming table to fill. It's going to be done step by step where you're going to do it. And at the end, you're going to come with like a super precise message, which is like really the trophy we have. And it looks so simple and so easy. But it's really the the, the result of all this work you've done before and filling this big table. So I've done it in a way that is not overwhelming, that is really simple um, because I'm I'm a pretty dumb guy. So I like when things are really simple and, uh, and I expect that, you know, I know that people like when things are simple. So I'm on your website right now. I'm on the, the new outreach system and mm-hmm. I'm looking at
0: six bullets. Um, and again, I want to be clear, folks, we're not plugging in the course. It's a course. There's other courses out there. Check mm-hmm. it out. But of course, part of it's pedigree, right? I mean, we've got the B2B sales podcast, we have sales labs. I mean, people knows a thing or two. Um, but I'm, here's what I'm resonating with. I'm looking at our own sales team here at Agorapulse, and Agorapulse. just for context, for those who are listening, historically, we were an inbound model I we did lots of SEO, lots of content. You would, if you needed a social media platform, <clears throat> uh, we for context for, it would help anybody. We compete with vendors like sprout social or Hootsuite. So we're in the top three. Um, you th- th- would have come into us and then you would have had a classic SDR, uh, Follow up with you and basically, without dismissing our historical SDRs, they were very talented order takers. You know, let me answer your questions, give me your credit card, here we go. There was no plan, no incentive in place for those reps to expand the deal size, to multi thread the opportunity, to look to to uh, to push for annual agreements versus monthly agreements, all the usual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, in the last uh, I don't know nine months or something, we've he- went in hard on building from scratch an outbound team to supplement the inbound team. So we're like kind of brand new at this ourselves. And I'm looking at what he's got in his course, and I'm reacting to the pain we're experiencing internally. And I'm thinking to myself, when I'm done here, I need to call Jenny, my head of sales, and say, Jenny, check out this course. Because he talks about, um, he goes, how I use LinkedIn to get a 38% replied rate and a 27% meeting rate. And his six bullets are laying the foundation, trigger and lead hunting, that jumps off the page, especially the word trigger and the word hunting. Love that, because when you're an inbound company, the word hunting is foreign. When you're an outbound <laughs> company, hunting is a whole new paradigm. Sequence and messaging. I want to circle back on that one. Navigating conversations, so huge. Routine building. How many times have I talked to this, but guys, you gotta have time blocking, you gotta have routines. It, it, the routine is what makes you a machine and go faster and faster and faster. That is, and I love that he's got that. And video prospecting was his last bullet, which is so huge. The ch- I, but the sequencing and the messaging, remember this all began by messaging right we talked about an outreach system and it was messaging and you heard him talk about that where we went through the progression of what's the one metric that goes to the goals which goes to the initiatives goes to the problems which goes to the symptoms in your messaging so he talks about sequence and messaging and what i find here is that most reps Ebo, absolutely suck at sequencing and messaging and absolutely are in denial and think they are the king of the beast. Have you seen my sequence? It's a freaking incredible. It's amazing. And the results are horrific. So what I love about this is, is that you're covering this all off. So in your course, here's my question for you. How do you overcome a reps bias where they think they already get messaging and they think they already are the world's best sequence builder. How do you overcome that? Because for you to do, achieve these goals, they have to follow your system. And yeah. if you're getting pushback from them, they're not going to achieve these
1: goals. So very, very, very good. So wh- what we have is when people often purchase the course for themselves, they know they have a problem. So they come to me on LinkedIn and they say, Hey, I saw your course and uh you know i'm also i say okay what's the reply rate what's your meeting rate and then they say oh it's two percent zero percent say okay you have a problem right yeah i say okay can you tell me a bit more about the messages you sent and then they say oh we talk about this i say no just send me a message and then i love to see that they send me like uh you know it's basically another version of the bible or whatever just huge yep and then i go and say okay so i mean if you received a message like that what would you do and the answer is always the same. I would ignore it I say, good, that's what they're doing right now. So that's the thing is when I'm in sessions, it's a lot simpler to do. But when people are in this, uh, you know, in this course, what I tell them is just, if you have questions, drop me a message and I'll actually send back to you an answer. And so that's when you see the, the ones that are really having great results are the ones who are taking that and I did a session recently with 20 reps and, and it was crazy because it, it came from the top, but the reps were like, oh, we're the best and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, And They kind of started building it again. And I was like, you didn't listen to anything. You didn't, you know, I just like re- read it again and again. And basically they redid another version, didn't work. And I was like, okay, you know, this is a problem. You just don't think your message is bad. And that's the issue. We, you know, we spend money, your company spend money for solving that. But you just didn't get it. So sometimes, you know, you can't really get them to change their mind. But in most cases, people who buy the course themselves, they actually have this, uh, the, this, mind, you know, the, this mindset to change.
0: All right. So let's bring this full circle. What did people just say there? He said they weren't listening no matter what he said. And by the way, because of that, they got the exact same poor results that they got before. So let me ask you folks who are listening a really hard question. It's a personal question. What do you value more? Okay. It's a serious question. Do you value your ego? Or do you value your take home check? In other words, would you be willing to be a little embarrassed or a little insecure in the short term? If it meant that you got a lot more money with a lot more zeros and commas in the long term, personally, I am all over that. <clears throat> Give an example. The other day, my CEO sends me a, a, we use Loom here a lot to record videos. And so instead of typing up lots of documents internally for correspondence, if it's a longer conversation, we'll just do a video and we'll share it. Mm-hmm. And he said, he, he goes through this whole process. Hey, Daryl, I want to show you about how we're ranking for certain words or not ranking for certain words which is really the thing. Look at the competition, Da 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 da. da So and, and I could have perceived that he was saying, Daryl, you could do a better job on our SEO. Cause that's really what he was saying. We weren't ranking high enough or we weren't paying the right ads for certain keywords. Humility is how I responded. I responded to him saying, Awesome. Thank you. It is on my to-do list just so you know, but you're right. We do suck on those words right now. I did cover that already and I'm going to get to it, but I love that you're finding it and bring it to my attention. I will talk to that individual soon. Thank you. And here's the next part. I said, by the way, please keep sending me your insights. Don't stop because I'm so busy that I don't have all the answers. I don't see everything. You are a neutral, independent outsider. You pick up on things that I'm not picking up on because I'm heads down or I think I'm right. And then you're going to observe something that says, maybe you're not right, Daryl, because we're not ranking for these keywords. So you must suck over here. I said, so please keep sending me where I could improve. I said, because it really helps me become a better marketer his response back sends me a video. He says, Daryl, I love that you said that he goes, when I share this feedback with you, it's not to embarrass you or humiliate you or scare you. It's simply because I've, I've noticed it. And I think we can do better. And I want you to be aware so that you can do better because if you do better, you get a bigger bonus check. And he goes, so that's it. He goes, you can ignore me. You can do whatever you want to, but if you ignore me, you, you ignore me at your peril. And, He's not threatening my job. What he's trying to tell me is, is I can achieve greater results and he's going to help me and I can choose to be indignant. I can choose to be upset. I can choose to be insecure. I can let my ego get in the way, or I can choose to be open and receptive and evaluate the message and the advice and the teaching and the program and let my success speak for itself. That's what this is about. This is about you having proper outreach. Or as we began at the very beginning of the show, it's about Thebo and I having more friends because it's all about doing proper outreach. Guys, I've enjoyed our conversation today. I wanna to repeat what we talked about here. This is an outreach system. You can check it out at saleslabs.io. You'll see it on our courses. But more importantly, I want you to meet Thebo. He's a pretty cool cat. I like him. His system's pretty slick, but if you don't use his system, then use his framework. Remember his framework was this. Name your ideal customer profile. When you know that, what is the one metric that matters to that target, such as your head of sales? What is the goal related to that metric? What is the initiative required to achieve that goal? For example, maybe hire more people. What are the problems related to this initiative? Maybe it's training people. And then what are the symptoms related to the message? Well, the symptoms related to the problems because those symptoms drive your message, that's really what I'm trying to say. So then when your mm-hmm. outreach happens, you're focusing on the message and you're tying it back again. One of the questions you like to ask all the time is why change? Why now? Why me? you start with the message, you can tie it back to the problem. You can tie it back to the initiative. You can tie it back to the goal. You can tie it back to the metric. It goes both directions. And that's why change. That goal is why change. Why now? Why me? That's why you do it. That's Thebo. He's pretty cool. Follow him.
1: Uh Any final
0: words you want to share,
1: my friend? I mean, um, uh... I don't think I have too many crazy final words to say. Just thank you so much for having me and letting me talk about my, my just my life, you know, all these things. And uh, yeah, it was super enjoyable for me. So if people want to know more, LinkedIn, and as you said, saleslabs.io, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Thanks for listening to that episode. If you like what you hear and you wanna explore more, I invite you to join the Selling Advantage community. It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're gonna get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 Texas people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you wanna check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes, and you'll be able to sign up.